Okay, well, hello and welcome to the VIX Take On podcast. On this show, we generally chat about business, change management, personal transformation, leadership, management. But particularly, um, we kind of have this overarching perspective of changing people, changing organizations. And that's why we pick up on the personal transformation, we pick up on leadership, we pick up on management, and we cover all these things. So no matter where you are personally, where you may be in your organization, where you may be in the business that you work for or run, there should be something in this podcast um, for you because we pick up on so many different areas. And before I get started on today's topic, I really just want to thank all those people that have uh, left some great reviews for us on various channels, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, on, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. It's really great to have your feedback. And if you're a regular listener or if you're a new listener, I really want to ask you if you would go on to one of those channels because pretty much we're all over the place um, and, and leave us your perspective. Leave us your, uh, your review of what do you think about the podcast? Uh, what do you think about subjects that we can pick up on? Um, I've got a, a long list of things that I think that are important and things that I want to chat about. Um, and, and as it's called Vic's Take On, this podcast is pretty much uh, my perspective on things, but I try to research things, try to look into it, um, get some real good um, information about these various subjects that we talk about. But we also do a lot of interviews, and, and from those interviews, um, I've gathered a vast amount of information, even just in the short period that the, the website, uh, the podcast has been running. Um, so it's, it's cool, it's great, it's enjoyable. For me, it's an absolute pleasure to do these uh, these podcasts and, and run these episodes. And so, again, I just want to thank you. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. It's fantastic to have you along for the ride. Um, we pretty much put them out. Um, uh, the, the regular ones come out on a, on a Sunday. I try to get them out by 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, but that doesn't always happen. But pretty much they come out on a Sunday. But then we also throw in a number of ad hoc things like the interviews. They come out when they come out uh, during the week. And, and yeah, we try to schedule things, but we also tr try to be a little bit random. And that's kind of the way I am. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I like scheduling stuff. So if it's not in the diary, it ain't pretty much going to happen. But I also like uh, spontaneity and I like a little bit of randomness. And so that'll come through in, in these podcasts. So, yeah, stay with us, stick with us, um, leave us your comments and, and let's hear from you. It'll really be great. So today I want to chat with you about self-confidence. And, and my topic or my title or whatever you want to call it is that no one is born self-confident. I've never seen um, an advert placed in a newspaper for a newborn that says, um, born this day, uh, Vic Williams, filled with self-confidence. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it would be ludicrous if anybody did that. But nobody's born with self-confidence. We're all born just the way we're born. Um, it's our environment, all that sort of stuff that helps us grow in our confidence in our environment. But how many of you have ever been to a meeting um, and, and the person running the meeting seems to easily make decisions without kind of second-guessing themselves? They, they may gather information from a lot of people, from a lot of environments, but they seem to, you know, just make decisions. And it's, 
um, they don't guess, uh, they don't second guess themselves. They also typically don't, um, down the road, uh, judge that decision that they made. They go, okay, well, I made that decision, that's what we did, and that's how it is, and, and let's get on with it, you know? Um, or uh, you've, you, you go to a meeting, and there's one person that just, they're not uh, a clever dick that they think they know everything, but they just seem to have the right answers at the right time, um, and it's kind of that, oh wow, we trust this guy, you know, he's he's he, he's good or she's good, you know, they, they kind of know it, they're on point most of the time. Or maybe you've attended a conference or a networking a, a meeting and the person up on stage or the person running the networking meeting see, just seems to be super comfortable in their own skin, you know, they, uh, they, they make a joke and if nobody laughs it doesn't really matter, they just carry on or they... Uh, you know, they, they can um, switch subjects and switch their levels so um, easily because they seem that comfortable with themselves. Or maybe there's um, that one person in the group that kind of uh, is that person. If, if, if the person in the front um, at, let's say, a networking group seems to be stumbling, they're always the person that's able to help them and pick them up and keep them going, keep the momentum going. Uh, and these, you know, there's, there's so many of these sort of people around. Um, they seem to have the supreme level of confidence uh, in themselves and in their abilities. And they don't seem to be put off by um, the challenges that so many people are put off by, or, or difficult questions or challenging situations. Now, I may be speaking directly to you. You may be that person. But most of us would have encountered those kind of people. You know, if, if um, they're standing in front of a microphone and somebody asks a, a difficult question, they, they're really comfortable in the way that they answer it or uh, in the way that they say, well, look, I don't really know the answer to that, but I'll get back to you. It seems to communicate that level of confidence in themselves and, as I said, in their ability. And, and in fact, you'll probably find that a lot of those people are actually very good entrepreneurs. Um, and the really good leaders, the real leaders, are typically that kind of person. You know, they've got that, that high level of self-confidence. And um, sometimes it may appear to be overconfident, but generally you can just see that they, they got their act together in terms of that environment. Now, you may take that same person and put, it in, put them into a different environment, and they, are, they, just, they just sink. They, they way out of their depth. But in their environment, in that space, they seem to have that higher level of confidence that allows them to, yeah, allows them to just answer things and do things and be, um, be what so many other people can't be or maybe want to be. So how can you get this, this thing? How can you become that self-confident person? Now, is self-confidence something that we're born with, or is it something that we can develop over, over time? Is it something that's inherent in certain types of people, uh, or maybe inherent in the types of people that are born into a particular environment, or a particular country, or a particular ethnic group? Uh, and, and then we look at leaders and uh, have to ask the question, are leaders naturally endowed with this... Um, this ability, the self-confidence ability. And then kind of the final question, I think, is 
uh, is there an age at which self-confidence dies or at which you are too old to become self-confident yeah those are those are all questions that i've been asked over um over the years about self-confidence and i think really it's all summed up in a in a in a comment by uh dennis waitley he said this no one is born with self-confidence self-confidence is learned and earned with experience and i think the key there is experience as you grow through your life as you encounter various things as you overcome challenges and obstacles that are put in your way and you, and you find a way around them or over them or under them or as you move forward and progress and you you work through these things and don't constantly get beaten by them your self-confidence will rise now all of us will fail all of us will come against circumstances that we just know we can't deal with that's not a necessarily a failure but if we recognize that thing even that can help us raise our self-confidence because we know and become confident in our abilities and in the things that we are willing to do or not willing to do so for me for example i've i've done skydiving many years ago but i will not go bungee jumping so i, I i'm confident to go skydiving although I, I can't do it because of of back and neck injuries but I will not go bungee jumping. It's just not um, within my level of, of, I suppose you'd call it confidence, a uh, comfort. But it's not within my level of comfort, uh, of confidence. I'm just not confident in that space. So, you know, we we, we know where we're at, and hey, you know what? We we self-confident in that space. I know uh, Simon Sinek recently picked up on this idea, and it's really I think um, key for us to talk about. And I think the overarching question here is probably, um, are some people predestined to be negative and self-doubting? You know, are people born with that kind of innate, uh, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do the next thing, I can't, you know, are they, are they born? And, and I, don't, I don't believe that for one minute. I don't believe people are born negative. I don't believe people are born with self-confidence. I don't even believe people are born positive. It's all driven by the environment in which you're in and you learn it through experiences. You know, nobody, uh, and I know people may disagree with me on this, but nobody is born a racist. It's just, it's just not possible. You know, I go and, uh, I've been into hospitals before and, and you go into the maternity ward or the, the um, I don't even know what they call it because I don't have kids, but the ward where they uh, kind of keep all the babies together as, as uh, the newborn babies, they're all laying in these kind of cribs together. Um, and, and I've been into those places because friends of mine have had babies and they go, you know, come have a look at our new kid. And, and you go there and, and, and I'm speaking even from a, from a South African perspective. Um, you go into, into those sort of places and you, you see all these kids laying there and there's, there's a white kid and there's a black kid and there's an Indian kid and there's, um, it, it just, it, they're all there together. And I've, I've seen it happen where one baby will just, you know, their arm will be out and the other one will attach to it and it's a white baby and a black baby and there's no problem. There's no issues around that because they're just not born racist. They're not born with any kind of built-in bias. I don't even believe they're born religious. You know, some people may disagree with me, but 
They're not born religious, you know? Um, these things are all learned through experience, and self-confidence is exactly the same. You can at any stage in your life develop self-confidence as you appreciate your experience. Yeah, you know, there's that old saying that says an old dog can't, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Hey, I've said this many times, um, that's an insult to an old dog. Uh, you can teach anybody, and yourself, um, new tricks. doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, I, uh, I learned to use social media when I was 50. You know, what is an age? What, what, is, what is that all about? I mean, it's just a number. You know, so you can, you can learn self-confidence no matter what age you're at. And, and here's a fact that, that um, I've discovered. Um, we can teach ourselves to be self-confident. You see, your brain um, holds all those traits. So self-confidence, um, negativity, positive, all that lives in your brain. And you have control over what goes on inside your head and how um, your, your, your brain kind of translates that. Now, it's not an easy thing to do to develop um, self-confidence. And um, there are obvious things that, that stand kind of um, maybe in direct opposition to you growing confidence. Um, but there are also things that, that directly impact on your confidence. So, for example, um, exercise, eating well, social activity, for example. Uh, these things all help you to build and grow your self-confidence. Uh, I've just recently um, shed a lot of weight. Um, I've, I've lost seven, seven and a half kilos since Christmas, um, and we're now just at the end of February, uh, which to me is pretty good. I feel better. Um, you know, when I dress and I go out, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a confident person anyway, but when I go and I walk into a room, I've lost the weight. I feel so much better. I feel, you know, nobody's judging me because I was overweight or because I am overweight. Um, and, and I've got a new respect for myself. So exercise and eating well um, has, a, has a big impact directly on your confidence. But then so does social activity. The more you get involved socially with people, and we are social beings, social creatures. We, we need the social interaction with other people. And that social interaction, if we are interacting with the right type of people, the people that are positive and motivated and excited about you and where you are going, that will also raise our uh, self-confidence. But there's also deeper things that we need to recognize and, and work on if we uh, want to build that self-confidence. And the place to start is with that statement that no one is born self-confident and you can change your level of confidence at any point in your life. There's nothing standing in your way except you. You and the baggage that you are willing to carry with you. Those are the only things that stand in your way of, of developing that self-confidence and growing with it. And just like um, all the other traits, uh, like those things that I mentioned, like racism and um, uh, biases that you develop, those things we acquire over time through our engagement with family, with our 
um, relationships with the people that we trust or don't trust, um, and the input that we receive from a variety of different sources. And so if we want to change our level of self-confidence, we then need to understand the environment in which we're in um, and how that impacts on our confidence. So self-confidence is essential for success in almost every environment, and particularly, obviously, in the business environment. But self-confidence is also very critical for your mental health and, and can actually be an instrument in helping people deal with uh, depression, for example. So if you hang around a group of people that are constantly negative, constantly talking badly about you and down to you, it's going to drag you down and it's going to impact on your mental health and can lead to severe bouts of depression. You see, if you constantly having negative thoughts about yourself or about your environment, either due to um, the impact other people have on you or um, the, the impact that your environment has on you, um, you're going to develop a negative self-image about yourself. And you're going to constantly and, and repeatedly be de depleting um, your own self-confidence that you may have built up over the years. So it's a really um, important space to recognize who you hang out with, who do you spend time with, who do you allow to actually put input into your life. And, and, and you'll often find, um, you know, uh, you, you, you have colleagues, you have people that you work with maybe, that um, they will unload their challenges on you. Um, and, and because you're a nice person or just because you think it's the right thing to do, you kind of accept those, um, the weight of their challenge, the weight of, I don't know, for a want of a better word, a uh, better way of saying it, you, you're accepting their shit. Okay. Um, and it doesn't, because you've accepted all that and you're kind of loading it on top of yourself, you don't actually have time to deal with all those things that are going on inside you. All those things that you're dealing with in your head, your own, um, lack of confidence in certain areas and as you take that stuff on and it piles on top of you you can quickly spiral downwards and it can actually get out of control and lead to those deeper levels of, of depression and once you get down there man alive it's a difficult place to get out of so just be aware of of the people you're hanging out with the people that are, are around you those colleagues that you have at work that you know, come into work on a Monday morning and tell you about all the garbage that went on in their life over the weekend. And and because they've spoken to you, you've taken it all on board. They walk away thinking, hey, they're feeling great. And then you trying to deal with all their garbage, you know. So uh, just be aware of that kind of stuff. And particularly, you'll find that those people that dump on top of you, if you're going through a struggle and you try to share that with them, uh, they will kind of change the subject. They'll just disappear into the background. Just watch out for those kind of relationships because that kind of thing can really, really impact you and have, a, have negative consequences to your self-confidence and the way in which you can grow. So without going into major detail, your brain is basically made up of these specialist cells called neurons. And, and most of you have probably researched uh, this sort of thing before. Um, and, and so understand what I'm talking about here. So there, there's these specialist cells called neurons. And these neurons speak with each other through connections um, called synapses. 
Um, and these are constantly being created and adapting these synaptic connections. And this is going on in your head all the time without you even trying to make it happen. However, you can manipulate this process and you can manipulate what is being created or adapted. So here's the thing. Every time you have a new experience or you learn something new, you are shaped as a person, as an individual. That experience or that something new that you've learned adds to the shape of you as a person. And if you create those, um, well, let me, let me rather say it this way, as you, as you shaped by those things as a person, you begin to use that shape as a filter through which you define everything. So everything that then starts to come your way adds to your shape, but you filter it through that shape. It's almost the, the lens you use to look at everything. And you start to determine um, the good from the bad uh, through that lens. And the more these kind of things happen, um, those experiences can almost be um, become hardwired, I suppose, um, you could say, in, in your brain, and they become part of who you are. So if you make a decision to grow your confidence, you then need to begin to seek out the experiences that will reinforce that decision. So you've decided you want to grow your self-confidence in a particular area, or you want to grow your self-confidence just in general, then you need to seek out those experiences that will help you to reinforce that decision. And the more you kind of seek out those experiences and get that reinforcement, the more your thought, uh, or they'll become part of your kind of thought processes about you and about your environment. And in that way, you can manipulate your brain into recognizing this is the new filter that it needs to look through when it judges anything around you. So, um, and, and in that way, it will raise your self-confidence. So, for example, um, you could, for example, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you could look at the, the people you spend most of your time with and, and ask yourself the question, are they building up your self-confidence or are they breaking it down? Are they adding value to you in who you want to become or are they dragging you back and holding you back at their level or even below your, their level because they don't think that you are capable of moving forward or they don't think that... Um, you are that person um, or they just uh, plainly abuse you by chucking their crap on top of you just yeah take that into uh, consideration who are those people you hang around with now some of us have moved away from family because of that you know um, I left home when I was 16 and that wasn't because of necessarily a financial choice that was because of circumstances and I wanted to move away from people that were hugely negative towards me um, so you could the other thing you could do is, is change your reading habits or change your listening habits for example you could be listening to podcasts that grow you as an individual help you to understand how your brain works how to understand how those things that other people say to you and pile on top of you can have a negative impact on you and then understand how to reject that or push that away and move away from that kind of stuff. 
Um, you could change, as I said, your reading habits. Find good books that will grow you as a person, that will tell you about your abilities and about other people that have overcome challenging circumstances. And you can see yourself in that space. And again, as I said, you can grow your self-confidence. So all these things can impact on your self-confidence. Okay, now is it easy? And this is the question I often get from people going, oh, it's easy for you. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, growing your self-confidence at any age, whether you are, um, I don't know, 13 or 33 or uh, 64, it doesn't really matter. It is not easy. Moving away from people that you think of as friends and, and then going on to try and build new relationships or new friendships, that can leave you feeling vulnerable. And it's not easy to do that. You, it's easier to stay in that comfort zone where the, I mean, somebody used the terminology the other day, better the devil you know than the one you don't know. Um, and, and that can be an awkward kind of conversation or that can be an awkward move for you to make. And, and it can leave you feeling vulnerable. But if you want to raise your level of self-confidence, then you've got to break these things um, off your life and away from you. Um, I know people, as I've said, who have broken relationships with families because um, that there's no build of self-confidence in that space. And so they've, um, they don't spend as much time with family as they, as they used to. But it's, it's a tricky thing. It's difficult. It's not easy to say, hey, you know what, I'm moving away from you guys because um, this is not working for me. It's not growing me. Now, please don't get me wrong. I am not advocating um, destroying healthy relationships. I'm not advocating destroying marriages. I'm not advocating any of that sort of stuff. You may just need to make a mental shift from those people instead of a physical relocation. But somehow you've got to create distance between yourself and those people that are pulling you down. Otherwise, you won't build self-confidence. So you may, if you make that decision, you want to grow your self-confidence. There's going to be some, some tough decisions that you've got to make. And, and all of us go through this all the time. But if you find those people that understand the journey you're on and want to uh, encourage you in that journey, want to see you uh, break through those barriers, hey, I tell you what, it makes that, that decision-making process so much easier, but it also makes the journey so much easier. And like I said uh, earlier on in the, in the show, we are social beings. We need to be around uh, people in a social context. So if you need that, rather be around those people that are going to grow you and build you and develop you and, and run that journey with you, whether it's a, for a short period of time or a long period of time, be... yeah. It, it, Focus on those people that are going to help you and get you there. Now, also, let me say this. There's a huge difference between self-confidence and bravado. Bravado is kind of that show of courage, um, which we see some people have, which is designed to sort of gain admiration or recognition. Um, and, and, and it's generally unnecessary, <laughs> Okay, they, they generally show courage when it's unnecessary, and often it's recklessly dangerous. Bravado is not bravery, and it's not self-confidence. I remember uh, years ago in the, in the Air Force in South Africa, 
we had a number of people that would do the most stupidest things because they thought it was bravery or that it showed self-confidence. It was bravado. It's foolhardy. It's rash. It's impetuous. It's stupid. And, and let me say this right now. There are no pills that can cure stupidity. Uh, bravado never inspires trust because generally bravado is self-serving. It's, it's focused on you and how you can kind of build yourself um, through these uh, stupid things that people do so that other people will hopefully admire you or recognize you. You see, self-confidence is, is way different. Self-confidence inspires confidence in other people. And self-confidence is contagious. If you grow yourself as, as, as in, in if you grow your confidence and you develop that kind of mantle around you where people trust you, you will then in turn be able to encourage them to grow in their confidence. And because they've seen you do it, because they recognize you've done it, they will grow in their confidence and it becomes contagious. It's like a virus. And, and once you've got into that space of building other people up and encouraging them and motivating them and empowering them, you can't let it go. It's, it becomes inherent and part of you. See, self-confidence is calm and it's thoughtful. Self-confidence is measured and it's built from experience. It has got nothing to do with arrogance either. So if you're a leader, if you're in business, if you work for a company and you want to grow as a person, one of the key areas that you can grow is in your self-confidence. Particularly if you're a leader or you, th you see yourself as a leader, you need to become self-confident. Not arrogant, not show bravado, just self-confidence in who you are. Become comfortable in your own skin. So that's about self-confidence. As I said, I don't believe it's something that you're born with. I don't believe anybody's born with it. But wherever you are in your life, you can grow your level of confidence. If you're super confident right now, you can become super, super confident. Um, just understand the criteria around self-confidence that I've explained. It's calm. It's thoughtful. It's measured. It's built from experience. There's no arrogance involved. It's simply just real. And it builds trust. So I hope you've gained some good information from that. I hope that um, over the next while I'll hear from some of you who've uh, listened to this podcast and, and, and made a decision to grow your self-confidence. And, and I'll hear from you telling me how that has worked out for you. So I thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, please go ahead and leave a comment on um, Apple Podcast or Google uh, podcast wherever you listen to the program please leave us a comment go on to facebook go on to linkedin um, please feel free if you're listening to this podcast and we are not yet connected on linkedin please go on to linkedin find my profile send me a connection request with a with a little story in there that you've listened to the podcast and um, you want to connect and, and and i will connect with you um, and let's have a discussion. I mean, this is fantastic to, to have this kind of discussion. So again, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to catching you in the next podcast. Take care. Cheers. Bye.